Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Cameron over here with episode 33 of the Tutor Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about holidays and what that can mean to us in our tutoring businesses, the positives and the negatives. So let's get cracking. Well, first things first, I'm going to make a confession just to get it out of the way, is I don't particularly like holidays. Yeah, I've said it, it's not a very popular opinion, but I have so much fun when I'm teaching that I quite honestly prefer to be teaching than pretty much anything else. Maybe that makes me an oddball, or it just means that I'm in absolutely the right job for me. But frankly, I've been an oddball for as long as I can remember, so I'm bloody good at it. And I'm quite comfortable with the supposed diagnosis and as for the whole bloody pointless rigmarole of chilling out it's got to be one of the most ridiculous expressions i've ever heard i can't think of a more self-indulgent activity than baking my brains for a searing sun surrounded by sand that gets where no sand should go and gradually get more and more insensible sipping one ice cold beer after another and personally i'd rather get fired up than chilled out and in fact, this is the end of my confession. In a couple of years ago, I was due to go to Spain for a few days cycling, meeting up with my brothers and a bunch of friends who were out golfing there. I got as far as the airport and uh, drove the car into the compound, immediately hung a U-turn and came straight back home to go back to, to teaching. So I called on my students and said, look, I just don't want to be away from this. So holidays are definitely not my thing in the conventional sense of getting away from it all. For me, they're you know, sort of taking myself away from what I love to do and what I get paid to do is it's the less useful use of my time. So that's the end of that little rant. Let's get on with talking about planning for holidays in the tutoring business. Because I've spoken to some tutors who've told me that summer is the toughest time in their business. They're a lot of people are away, so they've got a lot of void slots, the cash flows down, and it feels kind of aimless. And that often results in them having a sort of crisis of belief until at least the students return and they then feel validated and back in the saddle again. Now, as I've spoken to a lot of tutors over the years, I think most of us have been there at some point or other in the journey of our teaching business, and particularly in the early days. And... What is very tough for me is that the holidays are imposed on me. I don't get a say in whether the school's shut down or whether it's a bank holiday. It's just foisted on us whether we like it or not. So we've got bank holidays, religious holidays, school holidays, and then, of course, regular student absentees and due to family holidays and the like. It's normal. We can't do bugger all about it. So it's up to us to respond and make the best of what we can't change. So let's have a look at what's good about holiday periods. For me, one of the biggest positives about this is it's a forced break. And it, it's pretty vital for most of us. The forced break from 
being stuck in the busyness of day-to-day business, it gives us a chance to take an overview, to review and take stock of where we are, how we're doing. It allows us to think about what we'd like to change. We can ask ourselves what's working well, what's not working, what we can start doing, keep doing and stop doing. What do you want to do more of, less of and eliminate completely? So it's a strategic planning opportunity because the pressure's off. We don't have to go out and produce. We don't have to go out and earn because there's nothing we can do about it very much. So it's a good time to take a step back and do a spot of crystal ball gazing. Look into the future and ask yourself if what you see there is what you want. Personally, I had a moment of clarity a couple of years ago during my school's Easter holidays. Now, the full stoppage from the flat out, working too much, getting nowhere routine that had crept up on me, gave me the vital mind space to create a plan and take the first action to achieve that plan. So what I'd say is that at least once a year and preferably every six months, set aside at least one day for the process of reviewing and planning what's going on in your business. If you don't plan, you're going to be buffeted around by circumstances because you don't have a course to stick to, a star if you like to guide you. I promise you it's worth it. Shut yourself off from everything and really think about your business and where it's going. To do this, it'll help you greatly to consolidate your students into busy days and consolidate your voids into days off. And take those days off as time to catch up on all the things you neglect during your normal working periods. It means it's a good time to finally get the books up to date, to redecorate your teaching room, have repairs and improvements done to your premises. I personally think it's a great time to schedule vehicle repairs, maintenance and especially MOT testing and inspections. It's a great opportunity to finally write that book you've been talking about for years to develop products and get busy marketing yourself. A friend of mine actually goes out and tutors crafts on cruise ships. Now that might be a great way to spend the holiday period. Maybe I should get her into an interview. Hmm. During holiday periods, because you're not caught up in the day-to-day running around, you may be able to offer different teaching formats. For instance, an all-day workshop, a multi-day intensive, or a whole week-long mastermind, or some such and you could consider holding those events in other locations i mean this could be an exotic location that you like if you can publicize it and you can get bookings why not mix your business and your pleasure and it's all legit Uh, holidays also for me are an opportunity to learn and travel the op cost if you like the opportunity cost of bunking off to go on yet another course is lower for me during the holiday periods because the revenue that I'm giving up to go and attend those courses is actually lower. So I'm sacrificing less income. And of course, remember the cost of the courses, if they relate directly to your work and the associated costs of travel and accommodation are probably legitimate business expenses. Check it with your accountant. If you're already involved in the field, they're probably deductible. If it's a new field or something you want to get into, then it's probably not deductible. So just check that with your accountant guy. Now, 
here's the mind stuff. This is actually the bit that matters more than anything else. And it's that for most of us, the holidays, especially the long summer holidays, are the dog days. There's nothing happening. Your acres of void lessons on the schedule. Hardly any inquiries from new students. Less money going to the bank. And that sort of thing can cumulatively really mess with your mind, can't it? I know we used to get quite down during the slacker periods of summer. Particularly when we're still burying teaching is peripatetic. Fortunately, my mentor then, Jason, asked me a few questions. He said, long term, Neil, is there anything you'd rather be doing than tutoring? Is there anything that's as rewarding as teaching the subject you love to people that you like? Is there a more fun way to make a really good living? And then finally gave me the killer question. So what can you do during the time your friends are away to make it even better when they come back? And by friends, of course, Jason meant my students. And those questions reframed everything for me. So thanks again, Jason. Now, you might want to ask yourself those questions and write the answers down. I always keep an open list of ideas and I add new ideas to it as they occur to me. I suggest you do the same. Because for tutors like you and me, then holidays are a blessing and a curse. And it's entirely up to us as individuals to choose which aspect dominates our thinking. Those powerful reframing questions will help you to ride out the disruption, the downsides of holidays, helping you and I to keep our eyes on what's good about it all. Now, finally, the biggest problem for me, and maybe you get it too, is disruption. You see, holidays break my nice regular routines, which I've carefully built up over the years. Without those structures to my days, and especially when I was back at Perry working in the schools, there was a peculiar sense of timelessness during school holidays. Those daytimes felt empty. The evenings weren't booked solid as they usually were. And I sort of drifted a lot during those days and aimlessly squandered what were really gifts of thinking time and mind space. And I think that's where a sense of failure sidled in when self-doubt began to grip me and I'd even considered going back into a job at one point. That's how bad it got. So I think keep your mind on the long game. If you're into teaching and you do it because you love it, stick with it. Ride out the tough times of the summer and the slumps. Because I don't think there's a better way that we can make a living and make a difference. But that's just my 10 cents worth. So what about you? What do you think? Let me know what caught you in the episode and if any of those ideas are useful to you in your business. If you've got any strategies and tactics that you've used to plan better for holidays and maximise the upside of your downtime, then send them in to me because I'm, I'm here to learn too. Just send them to info at neilcamido.com or via the Tudor Podcast Twitter account. In the next episode, we'll be talking about your elevator pitch. How to answer the dreaded question. What do you do 
in a way that isn't just I'm a tutor or I'm a guitar teacher or I'm a piano teacher, maths tutor, whatever it is. Something compelling that just opens the interest up of the person you're talking to. Piques their curiosity and moves them from meh to hmm. So, join me on the next episode. Remember to subscribe to the Tutor Podcast and get all the updates and tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business. And join me, Neil Camero, for the next episode of the Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.